Hello, welcome to the Slightly Unstable Podcast. I'm Kate. I'm Taylor. And this is episode 16 of Slightly Unstable. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, Tay? I'm, uh, I'm be real with you, Kate. I'm barely hanging in there. <laughs> God. Yeah, just, uh, we are, it's not great. <laughs> Things are not great. The ship is sinking. <laughs> and I'm on top of the crow's nest and we'll see if I can step onto the dock. Okay, okay. All right. Well, anyways, might be um, getting my boots wet. <laughs> no, um, I'm okay. I think um, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Um, it's end of the semester, so things are a little uh, crazy, as did, you can imagine. Do you make your final hard? No. No. We'll see. Uh, we haven't even taken it yet. We take it end of the week. Yeah. And uh, I've done everything in my power to make it as simple as possible, and. <laughs> <laughs> It's still going to be a roll of the that dice. Is, that is a um, highly subjective. Um, Look, I, it was a 47 question test that I cut to a 32 question test. Oh, but that means they weigh more. Yeah, but they didn't want those other questions, believe me. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Uh, yeah. Um, just things that we didn't get to spend a lot of, either did, barely spent any time on or didn't get to at all. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. So. Oh. We're going to work our way through that um, and see what happens. But, <laughs> yeah, it's that plus, like, admin needs things from us. Plus, I got my final observation, and I've had to do meetings for, like, mid-year meetings for that. And just, you know, it's that time of the year that, I sh- that you know, you want to kick back and enjoy it. You know? Right, yeah. And it makes it to where I don't want to, <laughs> want to do anything. I just want to, like, have to be in my hole and get things done and then like get on kids to turn in missing stuff and then try to be done with it. So it's, it's a mad rush. I think probably by Wednesday, Uh like all, all that, most of that dust will have settled. Okay. And and the last couple days will be taking the final, (laughs) you know, (laughs) with the kids who haven't already exempted. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. It'll be fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. Um, (laughs) Yeah, come Friday at around four o'clock, it'll be or well, actually probably around three. It'll be fine. Okay, we yeah. get out early. Give yourself so. that hour. It, we get out early, so, <laughs> so it's the only reason that changed. Uh, Claim it. It'll be totally fine after that. But, I do um, feel like they should. I feel like our Christmas breaks used to be longer. This really? one is weird um, because of where. Christmas and New Year's land on the weekend. Yeah. They're just making us go back the next Monday. On the, where, on the second. Ew. I know. Which is a teacher work day. But then I think we have kids like on Tuesday, if I remember correctly. I think we only get one day. I mean, that makes sense because college starts the ninth, so. Yeah. It's just because of the way that the the um, the holiday fell. I just think there should be like a solid three weeks. Well, normally we would end up, because of where the holiday lands, we would end up with like a two and a half yeah but you know i don't know i feel like you should do a solid three like blair finished school last week and just like actually enjoy everybody gets to enjoy their celebrated holiday you get to just rest i will say the first week back monday's teacher work day we have kids for three or four days i can't remember and then the next week at the end of the week that friday is they've put in a digital day Oh. And the next Monday is to book, MLK. To book in MLK. That's so we get like a four-day weekend-ish. Okay. 
we have to be at work Friday, but it'll just be some meetings. Oh, it doesn't count when the kids aren't there. God, it's so much better. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you Yep, just got to ride the wave, um, but it is. Just think you get a Might whole, pull me under. <laughs> a whole new set of chaos that turned into Yeah, that end, Yeah, that one's not looking so bright either. <laughs> Because I looked at my <laughs> rosters today, but I shouldn't have. But I looked at my Why rosters. Why did you do that? I don't know. Because I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess. My um, a masochist. But it, yeah. I have I have a co-taught class, American Lit, which is an EOC class, meaning they get a state test at the end of it. Ooh. And there's 37 kids in that class right now. That's insane. Yeah. So um, I don't I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I've asked around, and it seems like that number's. A little high, but par for the course, mainly. Um, but does anybody know? Anybody? Like, you don't know. No, I... But, like... I didn't... I found out today I have not had a chance to speak to anybody about it. <laughs> but, well, I've spoken to a couple colleagues, but I have not spoken to admin or anybody like that about, like, hey, this is a lot. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And we'll just, like, no offense, but lit sucks. Anyways. Yeah. Like, I just... Ugh. I liked Macbeth, and that was it. That was absolutely it. Yeah. Um, we read some good stuff. I liked a lot of the Greek tragedies we read. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a nerd, so. I'm a nerd. Um, yeah, no. I've just always hated it. I always lied, et cetera, read the pages. I would just be like, how do you expect me to read 20 pages of a chapter book tonight, <laughs> Lucy? Like absolutely not. We don't. I don't even. We don't ask kids to do that anymore. Ugh. Because it's pointless. It was pointless when we did it. Pointless. The only book I read in college, I had this teacher. It was just like freaking impossible. I mean, it was possible because I did it, but like she just made it so freaking hard for you if you weren't reading. Like it was essential. You had a huge participation grade, and like if you weren't commenting. So I would just have to like. That's the only way you can get anything out of them, though. If you just, yeah, on good faith, hey, honor system, <laughs> we're gonna let you make sure you read. Then no one's gonna have a clue at the end of that unit what it's that book like, was about, except for like the two kids who always read. Yeah, well, she was just a brat anyway. Yeah, um, I get it. But I read Persepolis. Have you ever seen that? I have never read through that actually. It's actually really good, but I only read it because it's in comic strip form. Well, I was gonna say, um, a buddy of mine is just started teaching this is his first year uh-huh. and uh he's actually teaching at a, another county in the or another school in the county oh. and he is a friend from the theater oh, okay. um, we used to work at the theater together and so he uh we saw each other the other day and he was like he's i was like where are you teaching right now he's like world lit which is 10th grade and i oh. was like oh i'm teaching the next semester and he goes you want, you, want me, you want my stuff i was like yeah and one of the yeah, things buddy. he had a unit for was mouse have you ever read that it's like um, I thought this was a, all leading to Persepolis. No, this is a comic book. Also, <laughs> is what I was leading, and um, it's a graphic novel, and it's mice, but like it's the story of World War Two. Oh, like specifically like the the lens of um, the Jewish experience through World War Two. Oh, wow, yeah, it's really powerful, and it starts out like in the fifties or whatever, and then it goes back in time. From the perspective of mice? Or not the the perspective? Well, I mean, like, no. It's told like it actually was. It's just the characters are mice instead of humans. Okay. Don't ask me why, but it works. (laughs) It works really well. Well, y'all should add Persepolis. Are you allowed to pick? Um, To a degree. 
You should do Persepolis. It was kids would read it. It's not that long. We'll see. It was actually really good, and I think there's this a sequel, like another one. What do you call another one? A sequel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love reading. I'm Can you not so tell? glad we got that <laughs> recorded just now. It's a book sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. It's like a sequel thing. What do you call the one after it? <laughs> sequel. <laughs> well, I, thought, I didn't know if that was just for movies, but yeah, you're right. No. Like, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I guess. We'll see about Persepolis. We'll see. Um, yeah. I'll be honest. It's my first semester teaching, so I'm probably going to do what everybody's been doing and has oh, yeah, worked. No. Um, to be perfectly honest with you. That's, yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm open to new stuff once I get the hang of it. I just would like to teach the same thing all day or at least the same two things all day for a whole year. Yeah. That's what I really would love. Um, But maybe we'll see. Asking too much. We'll see. Yeah. I'm low man on the totem pole, so (laughs) I get it. But anyway. Anyway. Um, Uh, Okay. Um, Well, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Oh, uh, how are you? (laughs) How you been? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Sorry, we went down a literature rabbit hole there for a minute. To show how uneducated I am on that realm of stuff. Oh, um, we no, would I'm cut all great. that except for that line. <laughs> because of that line, we have to play that whole thing. Sorry. Uh, whatever. So how you been, um, Kate? I essentially got like reincarnated last night wow. at the Hawks game. It was insane. We won in overtime with 0.5 seconds left. Shout out to AJ Griffin. He cleared the Atlanta skies. He fixed all like McDonald's ice cream machines. <laughs> and um, yeah. With that one shot. With the one shot. It's his second game winning shot and it's his rookie year. Wow. I know. They signed him to a big fat contract. I know. They freaking better. And listening now. Oh yeah. They're not listening. Um, <laughs> Atlanta Hawks management. If you're listening. <laughs> management. Upper management. Yeah. All of them. Um. Yeah, so that's good. Jamie Gertz, are you listening? <laughs> you listening, Jamie? <laughs> she li- she sits in our section right beside us, and she's so into it. And like the third quarter, they do. Um, oh my god, could you get me an autograph? No, that's not cool. I already have. <laughs> oh no, that's from a different movie. Never mind. Jesus Christ! But I have a copy of Fright Night on VHS that I really need a Jamie Gertz signature on. <laughs> not doing. Please. I actually, Debbie, and I met up. Debbie knows the guy that um, provides her security at the arena. Oh, come on, Kate. Absolutely not. Kate. You shouldn't have given me shit for that sequel. <laughs> oh, my God. If you if you got my Lost Boys tape signed, I would die. Okay. You handle Jamie Gertz. Absolutely not. I'll get a Kiefer signature, Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> And we'll be good. Okay. Well, love that for you. Probably not going to happen. Oh, I'm just trying to give the players my number. Like, uh, Do they know Jamie Gertz? <laughs> yeah. Her husband. Can they owns, give me a signature? Her, her, her husband is the primary owner. Um, so, yeah. So, the Hawks have been depressing me, but then gave me life last night. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Things are looking up. We're only a quarter into the season. Who were they playing? Um, They played... Uh, Chicago Bulls. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, it was good. Um, and then other than that, yeah, all the other stuff's fine. Whatever, I just like basketball. <laughs> Tis the season. Yeah, basketball and Christmas. Um, 
I'm going, yeah, playing Santa sucks, but that's about it. I'm struggling <laughs> with like, I've been asking everybody like, what percentage like Santa versus mom and dad do you give your kids? Like what comes from Santa? What comes from mom and dad? And then like of those things, like do you do the small things? Do you do the big things? Like because you know that people are saying like don't do big things from Santa because kids go to school and talk crap. And um, yeah, I don't know. I've gotten different answers from every single person. And I've asked like over 10 people. Hmm. At, like we'll ask every like patient and like it depends on like the generations and all right, that stuff yeah. this isn't just like a does santa wrap his presents or not wrap them right like it's just like well how much do you do because i was thinking doing like kind of like 80 20 like mom and dad santa and then people are like oh everything's from santa or no i think i think where you were at was perfect because what? like with the 80 20 us santa yes okay you you guys in the 80 yeah. Yes. Um, because, yeah. like, what that person said about don't do a ton of stuff from Santa because then the kids go, what the hell? Um, yeah. And then, um, but I also think, like, to show them where it came from, damn it. <laughs> you know, like, like. Well, that is valid, yes. I mean, come on. I mean, it's gift giving. You're not supposed to want anything re- in return, but still. like Yeah. And, like, honestly, we could get away with it this year because Blair has only asked from Santa for a dollhouse and underwear because of dad. And so. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, she came home one day and she, he was like, tell mommy what you want from Santa. And she was like, a Gabby's dollhouse. And he was like, and? And she was like, drawers. <laughs> and, <laughs> so now she, she told all of Hunter's family that. That was probably dad just going, tell Santa Claus you want some new drawers. Yeah. No, he yeah. literally was co- coaching her. He told her this morning at Waffle House. <laughs> Don't forget to tell he Santa. He just thinks it's funny that she's going to ask for underwear from Santa. And then he's told me twice now to make sure that I give her underwear from Santa and leave a note saying, like, I heard you wanted drawers. She made me write it on her wish list. At, like, they had a little Santa mailbox at Waffle House. She was like, Gabby's dollhouse, um, drawers. And and then she added like a baby doll today. Yeah. Um. So I can get away with that. I can yeah, just do yeah. that. So I think that's what Santa's gonna do. It's just like, yay, Dad, Gabby's dollhouse. He came through. Yeah. And then mommy and daddy got you this. Yeah. I think um, something that not to go on another tangent, but something <laughs> that the story made me think of when you were a kid. I was old enough to know. Yes. Um, and you weren't. And we went to do pictures with the mall Santa, you know. Okay. And you, that year, for some reason, wanted a train. <laughs> you wanted a model train. <laughs> and no one in our family remember this, remembers this, but you talked about it incessantly. Like, weeks leading up to going to visit Santa, on the ride there, you told Santa, I want a train set. And I remember mom and dad knowing because mom, go, mom goes, God, am I going to have to go find her a damn train set? <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry to inconvenience you. I and, didn't. But get then, it. like, they didn't give you because because you probably like the next day never talked about it again. Okay, well, you know what? Also, I didn't oh, you get a little. drum set. Oh, I know that one still stings. Yeah. So there's been a dark history in our family. What the hell of drum sets for Christmas? <laughs> okay. Apparently, just the common theme is I asked like for certain things for Christmas, and then Santa Claus just didn't pull through. Looking at you, mom and dad. What the hell? <laughs> well, dad, remember, famously had a drum set when he was a kid for like a couple days. And then somebody, <laughs> somebody stabbed holes in the drums. 
for a couple of days. It was like well, that was like my days. Barbie Jeep. Remember, it got recalled because it was like highly flammable. Oh yeah, oh, rewrote like, that thing like we stole it. And then it like was, it was like that next February. It was like, do not turn them on. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we had had that thing through water, through mud. Like, through, yes, and I say we because my friends and I would jump on top of it and like like squat in it and drive it around too. Yeah, like. I still that remember that. And then I remember mom and dad being like, we're, we're so sorry, but we have to <laughs> And I don't think I got to replace that. <clears throat> Anyways, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> that was, we we, uh, we went pretty hard on that. We got our money's worth for the little while we you had it. We were probably like five hours of battery use away from it just like combusting. <laughs> it's a miracle it didn't. We used to, oh my God. Remember we would push it in forward and then slam it in reverse and then put it in forward again immediately and it would pop a wheelie. <laughs> I do. I don't remember that. But I do. I probably <laughs> Yeah, you didn't like it. Yeah, well. You thought we were breaking it. Yeah, you probably Well, were. did you know it was already broken? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Side story. Anyways. Um, uh, okay, we did have a topic today. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to talk about it? No, I'm still kind of pissed about the trope set now. The train set. <laughs> um, yeah, so we were just kind of, so instead of a Spotify wrapped, we're doing like a slightly unstable wrapped. Oh, nice, yeah. Like a therapy wrapped. We're doing like, we're talking about just where we've grown in therapy, where we, this what year. we've learned about us in therapy this year. Um, Kind of just like, I guess for me, I don't know if this is like anxiety disorder wise and then just like general life stuff. You know, yeah. like I have those categories yeah, um, and all that. And we've apparently talking about it. We've come far. Yeah. Look at us. I know. Um, definitely still have stuff to work on next year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but we could talk that about, about that at the turn of the year. So, yeah, we're just doing a little therapy wrapped for everybody. Everybody's sharing their Spotify wrap, so we're just airing yeah. out our therapy <laughs> absolutely <laughs> here's my most listened to uh <laughs> here's what i talked to most with betty <laughs> here's most how many times she topics. told me it was valid yeah um so yeah um well you want to start us off sure so i the biggest overall thing i did learn was that it wasn't just me that needed therapy there are a lot of other people in my life that need therapy <laughs> way to start okay anyways i just had to say it someone has to say it um so from the get-go like from when i started with betty um there has been like an obvious like lack of self-confidence and um like i think like anybody says self-confidence it's like body image or something Mm -hmm. but um just like in decision making yeah and um just like adult life, you know, like um, decisions coming in with that and um, like financial decisions and all that stuff. Um, the overall theme was like we could bring it back to there was like no self-confidence. Mm. Like um, and it eventually got to, a po- uh, yeah, it got to a point where she was just like, why? Like you're, I, I, I appreciate that you put like a lot of trust in Hunter for this topic or whatever. And she was just like, but what makes you not trust yourself? And I was like, I don't know. Like, stop <laughs> asking me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
I actually did come far away with that. Um, I kind of rallied in like this past like fall or whatever. I've had like a couple moments where I've been able to kind of like, no, like you got this. Like stop doubting yourself. I guess at least self doubt is like I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, like stop doubting yourself. Like you have this. You're good. And right. just act that way. Um, because everybody always says like fake it till you make it. And I can't do that. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, I think I do. I don't think I like it, but yeah. I do it. Yeah, I I just don't. I don't think I have the brain capacity. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, um, I just, like, would rather somebody else lead the way. I'd rather somebody else make decisions for me. I'd rather do all that. And, and, and it's not, like, an avoidance thing. It's, yeah, like I said, like, the um, self-doubt and all this stuff. Um, I can't remember where we kind of, or the areas where we established that they, that probably like rose from right whatever over the years. Um, but yeah, that was my, um, probably biggest thing I now acknowledge about myself and got to kind of recover. That's something else I'll have to work on. Um, because the times I do do it, I'm like, I, I'll go to therapy and I'm like, guess what I did? I <laughs> like actually believed in myself and I did this. Um, cause yeah. it sounds like silly and you're just like, Oh, like, so like inspirational and all this stuff. But in the, at the end of the day, you're just like, wow, like I'm a freaking human and like I'm doing all this stuff and I don't even like trust myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's one of my big topics. What about you? Well, I totally identify first of all with what you were saying about the lack of self-confidence and decision-making. Yeah. Cause I always feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's every time like something major comes around, I feel like I obsess over mm-hmm. and even some of them things that aren't major, <laughs> like, you know, even small decisions where I'm, you know, like, Oh, do I need to do it this way? Or should I do it this way? Or like, what's going to be best? You know, I end up panicking and yeah, you know, end up second guessing myself 800 times before I finally make a decision. Yeah, and... And then when that decision ends up being the wrong one, I go, <laughs> you know, I, I'm infuriated with myself, you know, like... Yeah. You know. But I think it's just, like, you have to give yourself grace right. with that kind of stuff, and... We'll get there later. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is the other hard part that we have to learn, but... but yeah. I, anyway, so what about you? Well, um, the first one that came to mind immediately when we started talking about this topic was, you're not crazy. Um, that was the first theme that came to mind. Um, and not in like a clinical kind of way, but just like in a, when you've felt things and when you've gone through periods of your life and memories that are not happy or, you know, things, uh, the ways people may have hurt you Mm -hmm. or situations you were in where you felt justified in what you did, but then someone else had a huge problem with it or Mm. whatever the situation may be. Um, it's always nice in therapy to like go through those situations and hear someone go, no, that's what you did made total sense. Or Mm -hmm. no, that person was totally in the wrong. Yeah. You know, or, you know, hearing, hearing that you're not (laughs) because someone with anxiety, like for me personally, because I have this like attachment thing, like where (laughs) I want to like make people feel better. Yeah. And I want people to be okay all the time. Yes. Like, that I think stems from 
trying to think of how to put this. I think it kind of stems uh, from not really being comfortable myself yeah. and having to like make sure everybody else is okay. Oh. And so I, I've been kind of digging in on that a little bit lately too. But yeah. But the whole you're not crazy thing, like being just being in a room with someone going like, no, like that person really did you wrong. Or mm-hmm. um, no, when you were upset about this, you were totally right to be upset. Yeah. You know, hearing that from someone who has an objective professional opinion is nice. <laughs> yeah. And like it's taken me a long time to like take that information and help it, let it help my life. Like, yeah. Like in my day to day, like someone I'm in those situations going like, no, I should stand up for myself because that's yeah. something else I've had trouble with. Like, oh, yeah. Like being able to say in that moment, no, I'm, this is, I could take a step back and examine this. And no, I still think I'm in the right here. Like mm-hmm. it helped build, help builds that muscle for me. Yeah. So. And boundaries. Right. And all that stuff. Yes. Um, that's been like probably on my, on my therapy wrapped. It's like the most mentioned word this year is boundaries. Yes. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I can see that and I can see that. And that also links with like self-confidence mm-hmm. too. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like a, high i would get when betty like i would tell him and i'm just like whatever you know and she was just like um no not whatever and then and then <laughs> like i'm leaving there like yeah screw them yeah she there's <laughs> been a lot of things she was like you just glazed over that like we need to park there for a minute <laughs> right. you know like like no, that was not okay yeah like yeah we'll, we'll get there <laughs> or she would <laughs> be like um like um that seemed kind of big and you just kind of glazed yeah. over it. Or, we don't have to talk about right now, but Right. She's like, You're saying it doesn't bother you, but the way right. you talk about it, it makes me feel like it still does. So we need to come back to that. <laughs> right. You know. We're gonna circle back to that. Yes. Yeah. Um I get that. Um my kind of co- it coincides with that is like I realized I have a giant fear of an unknown reaction. Um, I think I've said this before on a podcast where I'll kind of like I was living every moment kind of like reading the room first and like making sure if I played it out in my head, like, okay, well, if they act this way, then I can say this and I can respond this way. And like, I don't agree with it, but at least everybody's happy and it's calm. Um, Apparently I'm not, (laughs) apparently that's exhausting. Um, And once I realized I was doing that, um, it was obviously that was probably one of the most uncomfortable things I had to I'm still kind of letting go and yeah. like working out um just no like she made me say something like okay say your friend is in this situation would you expect them to say this or do this and I was like oh my gosh no and they were like she would just be like okay then why are you expecting yourself to act that way mm-hmm. or why are you expecting yourself to put up with that yeah um and it still makes me uncomfy because I just don't get how people like, you know, we always talk about how Hunter is so like, like a days ago, like how was, how can you just not care? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how can you say something? Yeah. And like, I don't care if they take it the wrong way. It's true or whatever. Not right. like a crass way, but, uh, just even normal stuff. Like in, she pointed out, like you can have like, like you yourself, you have really healthy conversations and like deep and stuff. And she was like, but then on the other side of it, like 
you just go with whatever is going to keep everybody calm and yeah. you completely ignore it. It's something in the way that the two things we just talked about kind of combine is getting to a place where you're comfortable letting people do things for you. Yeah. Because that was something I really struggle with. Like, oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm always fixing things, right? Like, I'm always like mm-hmm. trying to make everybody else okay. But then when someone turns and is like, you know, trying to make me sit down or like yeah. have a moment or no, like, I do had the to go laundry later you know like leah does that and it's 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 really it's really good um yeah. because like you know she'll be like why why are you getting up to do that now you know or, or yeah. something like that and be like she's like you don't have to do that right now yeah i'm gonna say like, that uh, yes, uh, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> like i kind of go stupid i'm like but then at that uh, same point, it's okay. like, would you tell Leah to go do that no. laundry right now? No. Like you would tell her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like whenever. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. I truly don't care yeah. if it's piling up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, I think there's some trauma there from past relationships. Oh, yeah. For for, her. for me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think I had to. I went through that kind of growth phase after I had Blair because I didn't have a choice. Right. Like physically. You have to have help. Yeah. I had to have help. And then mentally, like I was really bad. Um, and that was when Hunter was more like, oh, shit. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> yeah. We got to We got to do something here. Um, but so, yeah, kind of coinciding with the like fear of. Or, so, yeah, I started with the fear of the unknown reactions. Um, it t- So if I couldn't read the room and kind of predict what was going to happen, I would avoid it altogether. <laughs> because, and, and or if I couldn't avoid it, it would stress me out and give me so much anxiety. Um, and we kind of figured out, like, it, that probably stemmed from, like, some, like, s- intrinsic stuff in childhood and stuff that I wasn't necessarily, like, just, like, small stuff that kind of build up over your lifetime, right, you yeah. know, um, that you don't realize is kind of making, like, hash marks, you know. Right. Um, so I ended up having to realize that other people are allowed to have their feelings, but so am I. (laughs) Yeah. And that's something that it's still so uncomfortable for me. So did that play out in a social anxiety kind of way? Like literally read the room, like it with people in it, that would make you anxious, not really knowing what to expect from anybody. Or was it Um, more of like a, like I need to have this conversation and the outcome of it's going to be bad. Like you were saying with um, yeah, like people's reactions. Yeah. It's more like people's reactions. I never want to like stir the pot. Um, yeah. I can easily kind of like get implicitly bullied into not saying something um, out of fear of that reaction or all mm-hmm. this stuff. Um, and she kind of had that conversation with me. And she was just like, okay, like they're, they're allowed to be mad. He or she's allowed to be mad, but so are you. And you're not allowing yourself to have that feeling because you're so worried about other people getting mad, other people getting upset or some, or in an uncomfortable conversation. So like, you can't just avoid that because I I don't know if you know this, but it would create a lot of anxiety for me. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, a lot of anxiety and stress because I would just be like, we would talk about stuff and I would just, you know, we would just kind of keep like hashing it out until we found a resolution. And I'm really good at identifying like, okay, like I feel comfortable with that, you know? Um, 
but over like time it was just kind of like the lack of boundaries were creating issues and I had to realize that I'm not responsible for other people's feelings yeah, or other people's reactions. Right. And she really helped break it down of like, you have your feelings and you state that and you put it out in the open and they have every, or like they, like whoever, they have every single right to react however they want because that is their life. Now, is it right or wrong or inappropriate? We don't know. And that's their own decision, but that is like, not yours to take on. Um, yeah. And that's just like, oh, even saying it makes me uncomfortable because like just even, yeah. I don't know. I just, it's hard to get to that place. Yeah. So I have, I have the theories there. Um, I am tr- like speaking up for myself more like you had kind of touched yeah. on. Like it goes on like with that and just not just going along with something just because I feel like it and just because I don't want something to be awkward or whatever, um, just being confident in it. Yeah. Going on back to that. Yeah, that's that's tough. What's funny, what struck me there is like what you described about being in that place, like where you can finally get there. It's like that sounds for someone with anxiety. That sounds like pure enlightenment, like <laughs> like complete nirvana, like that final you've reached stage of like higher than where the Dalai Lama is. <laughs> And that's how, like, a lot of people just live their normal lives that have never been any different than that. They just say how they feel when they feel things and, and don't really care who gives, who, you know, who gets cares pissed. about it or not, who gets pissed or who does whatever. Right. They just don't care. <laughs> like, it sounds like so unachievable, like, and so high of a lofty, spiritual, emotional, mental place to be that I'm like, surely never. So surely no one has ever climbed such heights. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. That comes after 10 years in therapy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, um, obviously not. But overall, like, I will, like, have to say to myself, like, they are entire- entitled to their feelings. I am entitled to my feelings. And have to acknowledge that those are, like, that their feelings are a reaction to the issue, not to you. Yes. You know what I mean? That's um, tough for me, too. Like... I don't, yeah, I just don't get how people do that. Yeah. You know, we should have somebody on. If you're listening and you can just do that, <laughs> please come on so we can compare. Yeah. Because Hunter Jeez. will just stare at me and be like, why? You know, like, why are you thinking about that? Just like do it or say it. And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, no. We have to play out every possible scenario. Exactly. In the multiverse that could exist. Because I don't know how they're going to react. And like, right. that's where it all finds back like follows back to is either I know how they're going to react and I'm widely uncomfortable with that or I don't know how they're going to react and I can't prepare myself. Right. So what else you got? Um, well, um, another big one was uh, I'm in control, which is laughable because I'm obviously not. But um, <laughs> Speaking but, of mantras. <laughs> yeah, I repeat that to myself walking down the hallways every day. I'm in control. I'm in control. <laughs> Um, but I, you know, obviously still spiral about stuff a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So what do you mean you're in control of what? That's what I'm getting at. Okay. I can be in control though of some moments where I can feel myself starting to go that way and I can nip it in the bud. Ooh. Yeah. Like, how's that for Especially. Oh no. Right. Just right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, 
it it helps me like things that I can easily just be like, no man, like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. Here's an example. Um, my administrator came and observed me the day before Thanksgiving break, like mm. that Friday Love. during fourth period, the end of the day. Oh gosh. So it was, it was an interesting one. Um, but she seemed to really enjoy, like I was playing a game, it, but it was, it had, it connected to what we were doing and you know, mm-hmm. it was cool, but it was also senior skip day with seniors in fourth period at the last day before Thanksgiving break. I mean, um, yeah. So <laughs> there were 10 people in the room, That's uh, 12, perfect. including the two of us. Um, and we were playing this game and it actually, the kids got really into it. It was really great. And I was like, I don't know what she's going to think of that. You know it, but she also kind of knew what she was getting into coming into this time. So right. I'm not really too worried about it, whatever. And I was good. And then we went on break, came back. And like the end of that week, I was like, Hmm, I, I haven't noticed if she's posted the results yet in our little online thing. Mm. And so I went and looked, she had it, and I'm like, yeah, okay. It was also testing during that time, like EOCs, and she's in charge of that. So I was like, you know, that's, she's got all that going on. I'm sure she's going to, she's just got that on the back burner right now. Didn't do it at the end of that week. Didn't do it for most of the next week. Oh, God. And then, like, Wednesday rolls around, and she was like, hey, you're on my to-do list today. And I was like, hey, no worries. I And I was like, I barely even thought about it, which at the time was totally true. <laughs> I barely even thought about it. I've had so much going on. Liar. And that was true at the moment. Okay. At the moment, that was totally true. Um, <laughs> until she said that. Until she said that. And then I was like, why hasn't she posted it yet? Because <laughs> uh, the end of that day happened and she hadn't posted it. Oh, my God. And I was like, she said she was going to do it. And she didn't. Why didn't she post it? Is it because I'm being terminated? Like- <laughs> and, then, and then the next day, this was last Thursday, she called me in the middle of class and was like, hey, I'm working on your evaluation right now, but I forgot my notepad that I took notes with at, at home last night. Can you send me this and this? It was just like my learning target and the standard we were working on for the day. No, no big deal. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, I can send that. She was like, okay, thanks. And I was like, oh yeah, no problem. But she was like, whenever you get a chance, I'm like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get to it. Bye. <laughs> Immediately you started typing all that out and sending it to her. Like, you know, I want, I want her to have everything she needs, you know. <laughs> Send it with a smiley face. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so we uh, sent that Thursday. Still nothing. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. She's forming a case against me. So they can terminate <laughs> me. It's going to be she's a brought, scene. She brought the board in. Yeah. Ooh, HR is going to be here. And, um, <laughs> and then, and then like, Friday rolled around. She still hadn't posted it. And I was like, Ugh. like, I felt myself really spiraling about it. And I was like look man like you did your best mm-hmm. that day like with what you were given you did your best you know it it took her it took her a while to even get to you and it's she's busy so it's taking her a while now like that's just the Those time the of facts. year yeah it's easy to see that it's just something she's not had a lot of time to focus on it's mm-hmm. really like stop doing this to yourself and i was able to nip that in the bud like and i had a solid weekend and then oh like well, it was either saturday night or sunday night she sent an email saying hey i finally finished it how'd you do perfect well not perfect <laughs> but like perfect for me Great. is we're on a scale of one to four and hardly any, like usually don't get fours yeah like yeah. in middle school or at least in middle school i was in never get fours yeah but in this one you usually don't give fours until like the end of the year yeah like your final sense. review you gotta have something to yeah. grow on right and so um but yeah but i got all threes you don't have to worry about twos or ones so so I was fine, you know? And it, yeah. the other thing was my biggest one of the year. Like, it's the full 30-minute thing where they rate you on all 10 standards. So oh. I was good. 
But I was able Congrats. to like, you know, not spiral too hard on that one. Yeah, you were able, yeah, because before therapy, what would that have looked like? Oh, uh, would have had a miserable Thanksgiving break, <laughs> worried about it. Because I knew, I was like, if she comes in this late, there's no way she's posting it before we leave. Oh, and then I would have just it. sat on it for weeks yeah, and weeks and focused on it and worried. Yeah. Yeah. If I was still teaching in middle school, that's exactly how what I would have been. Oh, yeah. Because it was, yeah, it was a different situation. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that dread oh, is yeah. awful. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's the worst. Um, but that, like, you were kind of speaking on something that, like, I've always loved that dad said, and he said it to me all the time. But it's funny that you said this because I'm interested to know if he has ever told you this way, but he would tell me this when I was, like, end up spiraling, like, over school stuff. He would just be like, Kate, did you do your best you yeah. could? And I would just be like, yeah. And he was like, then stop. Like, yeah. worrying about it. Yeah. You did the best I you remember could, him saying and that that's to me too. all you can ever do. And he was just like, and if you fail it, then you fail it. Dad used to say that to me until I got into seventh grade math, and then he wanted to kill me. And he was just like, <laughs> why don't you understand? <laughs> I don't get how you don't understand yeah. <laughs> either, but whatever. You like lit, so I'll yeah. be done. Um, well, yeah. So I got it more in high school and college when I when my anxiety was really starting to um, yeah. show its face. I remember in college, because college is really where my anxiety really blossomed um, <laughs> to the the full bouquet that it is now. <laughs> um, and I remember just like stressing out about different like tests and stuff I had coming up. And, and he would be like, he was like, well, have you studied? And I'm like, I mean, yeah. And he was like, you're going to study tonight before the test? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, study till about 11 o'clock go to bed yep yeah. and he and he said and in the morning this is so dad but he'd be like <laughs> he knows I, I like barely ever drink coffee right but he'd be like you know they got a coffee shop there i'm like yeah and he was like just go in just go ahead and commit to getting up a little early go in go <laughs> ahead and go in he's like get your cup of coffee sit down and look over your notes again mm-hmm. and then he's like about 10 minutes before the class just close the books and just chill for 10 minutes yeah. He's like, then go take it. And he was like, just don't, don't do this to yourself. And I'm like, and like, it always did help in the moment. Right. And then I went back to my room and immediately started smiling about it. But <laughs> like it did, like that phrase did stick with me. Like yeah. that. So if you're listening to dad, see, we don't always just make fun of yeah. you on this pod. Yeah, dog. Um, it stuck with us. <laughs> um, but you know, like it was, it, it did, like I kind of, kind of became like a mantra for me. Like, yeah. it's like, look, it's not worth you pulling an all nighter. Yeah. It's not worth, you know, yeah. all this stress. I like, remember him saying that to me because that stuck with me too. Um, he would be like, like obviously he would probably see me at home like dry heaving and yeah, hyperventilating, yeah. crying, like studying over a test. And I being like the even like probably more studious of both of us or whatever. Um, he would just be like, Kate, if you don't know it by nine o'clock, you're not going to know it. Yeah. Like the night before. And he was just like, just stop and just go take the test tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'd be like, well, I just got to look at my notes. Like, I have to look at my notes. I just have to keep reading them and like yeah. freak out. And like, what am I missing and all this stuff? Because you're not, at that point, when you're that frantic, you're not doing good studying. Yeah. And I've actually told that to other people. Like, if you don't know it by like 10 o'clock the night before, like, I would just assume it lost. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, which is, it's so helpful. Now, I will say the opposite was true for me in college with writing papers. 
Well, there was that. Because I al- <laughs> I always got better grades when I waited till the last minute and stayed up till 3 a.m. the night before. Well, that's different because you're not in. I would, I would wake up the next morning and read it. I'd be like, oh, this is good stuff. I don't remember writing any of this, but I, it's good. So I'll turn it in. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so yeah, look at us, Dad. Yep. Thanks, Bobby Dean. Thanks, Bobbert. Um, anyway, so speaking of impending doom, one of the things I've learned in therapy, which is like, this is for my like true anxiety disorder, like my chemical imbalance kind of crap. Um, <laughs> Wait, can we start an emo cover band called My Chemical Imbalance? <laughs> <laughs> they missed a great opportunity. If you're listening to this podcast, don't take our idea. Don't take it. It's ours. We said it here first. <laughs> um, so, yes. Um, so, my chemical imbalance. So, as soon as you get on those drums, Kate. Uh, yeah. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we did talk about you. Okay, I did. I am mad at you. We'll work on our first set list after this. Yeah, okay. Um, so anyways, I have actually learned where to like break the cycle of like freak out, <laughs> freak out, existential dread, calm myself down for yes. five minutes, freak out, existential dread. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rinse, repeat. Yes. Um, <laughs> and like just repeat that for like 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Um, and it was actually uh, some of that like book. I forgot the name of it now that I had talked about like forever ago where it was like actually going into like the science of everything um, where I was learning a lot of anxiety or some anxiety or anxieties that we get, which is like a natural thing of like where our amygdala will remember. Um, and then so it just kind of automatically is that's like a preset so then say like i see dogs and i had gotten attacked when i was younger or something now all of a sudden like i freak out on dogs or i get uneasy if i hear a dog barking even though i'm not even noticing like my body's just like subconsciously like getting more tense when i hear it yeah because that's just where my brain is set um so there's been like several things where and this just like it just as simple and streamlined as it is, this is the only thing that has actually helped, that has consistently helped. But once I know the root of the problem, it truly just will disappear. Yeah. Um, and so I will say, like, I'm just, like, having a lot of anxiety with this. And then I would spill the situation, and then we would hash it out and talk about it, and she would just be like, is there anything you could think of? Or, I mean, she wouldn't answer that or ask it that broadly. Um, but I would just be like, I mean, no. And then we'd kind of talk about it and be like, oh, well, I do remember like kind of this one time. Yeah. And it's eye opening, like how much, how many like triggers and instances that have like molded that into your brain. Yeah. That you wouldn't have even realized. And you're like, but that wasn't like, like, so, so and so didn't do that on purpose. And, and it's like, oh, no. Like it was, it could be completely like implicit, but it did shape your brain in somehow or in some form right and so now if you hear anybody get like a short like tone or whatever right or somebody doesn't text you back for three hours or whatever it may be or you get a phone call from your dad in the middle of the day and you're like oh god somebody died because that one time they did you know like one time your grandma did die and that happened and so now if your dad calls and it's noon you're freaking out um like that's why and then so i'll be like okay so like i get tense when i hear dogs barking even though like i like dogs i like dogs like it's because 
back when I got attacked by that dog. Right. And so once I know that cause, it's like I can literally just wash it off like my amygdala memory, like my hard drive, um, and then just go from there. Like even like getting sick or whatever, like I have this like huge fear of Blair getting sick. Mm-hmm. And I worked on it a lot, but it was because like one time when I had like a virus, I did have to go get or go to the hospital because I was dehydrated. And apparently that did stick with me. And I didn't realize how much, but it was like, if this happens, like, and it's just like a whatever life happens kind of thing. Oh my God, like, we're going to the hospital and we don't have this and we don't have this. Yeah. Um, And I never fully, like, put a name to that situation or to that fear Mm -hmm. um, until I was able to do that kind of cycle. Have you been able to find anything to cut the cycle? Um, I... I oftentimes, and this doesn't work with all situations, <laughs> uh, like Blair getting sick, I could see how this wouldn't work. But yeah. um, a lot of times, because a lot of my stress comes from work, uh, I think um, it's, I always say, what's the worst that could happen? Hmm. Okay. Yes. My spiraling about my evaluation is true. She's forming a case against me. I'm a terrible teacher. They think I'm, they shouldn't have hired me and they're going to fire me. That's the worst case scenario of what's happening right now. Okay, what would be the result? I lose my job. Okay, well, you know, I've got some money saved up. I could be fine yeah. for a while until I decide what I wanted to do, like to do next. Um, yeah, that would be the worst. It would suck. Yeah, it would really suck having to change gears again. But like, I'm still alive. I'm still, you know, I know that I did my best. Yeah, you know, like. I gave everything I had. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And if that wasn't good enough, then okay. You know, like I can move past that. Like, but once you like kind of, but in the moment I'm not thinking that I'm thinking, how do I maintain status quo? How do I make sure everything, everybody likes me and thinks I'm doing a good job and is happy with me. And like, am I checking off all the, as many boxes as I can, Mm -hmm. which is impossible teaching because I've always explained that teaching is, is they want you to spend three plates, but you can only hold two. Yeah. And you have to figure out which one you're going to drop that day. Yeah. I mean, that's there's just not, unless you want to be there till six o'clock every day, seven o'clock. And still not achieve it. <laughs> and still not achieve it, really. Yeah. Then you're not, it's not going to happen. It's just going to have to go on the back burner till another day. Talking that worst case scenario thing out has helped me so much, too. Oh, yeah. I've, I've kind of, well, I, I haven't had like a true like freak out like that in a long time. Um, but that used to be like my cope, like co- healthy coping mechanism. Yeah. Like going back to the car wreck when I thought we were going to be bankrupt because that guy was suing State Farm, but I thought he was suing me and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. She was just like, like, I talked to Betty about it. And she was just like, okay, so say you go bankrupt. Um, like, what are you going to do? Like, does Hunter still have a job or whatever? And like, do you still have a job? I'm like, yeah. Like, well, you lost your house. Like, where are you going to stay? Do you have somewhere you could stay? I'm like, yeah. Um, like, okay, yeah, it's not ideal, but you have somewhere you could stay. Like, do you think, or do you have anybody in your life that would help you financially for a little bit until you got on your feet? Yeah. And then she'd be like, okay, so it sounds like worst case scenario isn't really that detrimental, is it? And I'd be like, no, (laughs) but in my mind, it's like, oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And in the moment it's like, you're again, that reflex you were talking about is Mm -hmm. to fix, is to, hold up plan. all the plates and to plan and to 
Yeah. You know, and planning often, it's, it kind of circles back around to everything we've been talking about because then planning also involves running through every scenario of what's about to happen, <laughs> you know, like yeah. all that. Like that's what kicks in. Yeah. And so it would be, and I, so I think, I don't know if it's her or my first therapist, not the second one. She didn't do much. <laughs> um, they would be, they said like, okay, well, if you're going to think about worst case scenario, make sure it's accurate. Right. Because she was like, because we went from like, because in your head, you know, like you and Hunter and Blair were like living in a box <laughs> or whatever, like on a sidewalk. Right. Or whatever. And they, she was, just, I forgot which one it was because it got brought up in both. Um, it was just like, so at least let's be accurate. Like it's probably you living with your parents. Like, so right. if you're going to freak out about it, at least make it be accurate. And that would be like, okay, fine. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it's so true. If yeah. you think about like, like, <laughs> I'll tell him like, okay, well, what if blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, what if an airplane hits our house? Like, that's probably the same likelihood, Kate. And so yeah. bringing it, at least bringing it into some kind of reality. Yeah. Is a little bit more comforting. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think the thing for me too, having lost a job mm-hmm. that I had spent 10 years at and also like, <laughs> having a like having a divorce under my belt as well like <laughs> when you're in those moments like you kind of think like i'm okay though like right like when you kind of hit those wow this is the worst case scenario and i'm okay mm-hmm. you know like it's so refreshing it's, at the same time it's kind of like oh it like helps you build a muscle that you don't know that yeah. you have a little bit like you know times suck you know when they get like that but it's it it does you do come out stronger for it on the other side as yeah. cliche as that sounds well no do. but it's completely like, yeah that's what i'm saying like this sounds so inspirational but it's completely valid and as kelly clarkson once said <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger amen to the lord in heaven kelly clarkson um She's a national treasure she truly is she is um but yeah, I think that was an exercise too. It was like, okay, so like we went through all of this and you survived. So if that exact same thing happened again, what would happen? And like, what did you take away from this and what did you learn? Yeah. And I would be like, well, I, um, I like would, I would do this and, and like I wouldn't go in a box, but <laughs> and like all this stuff. And she would be like, no, you need confidence. Like, <laughs> like this is gonna happen. <laughs> like I guess we're not going to a shelter. And she was like, "You have full family support." I'm like, yeah. but I don't know. What if they don't like me anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but that's what's silly about anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. It puts you in these scenarios that are never really going to happen, except for the one time they do. Except for the one damn time. There's always the one time. Do. And that car wreck was the one time. Hunter was like, "He's not gonna sue us." And then. I got served papers and I was oh, like, yeah. It's That works guys. Kate just like her eyes roll back in her head and she immediately falls to the ground. <laughs> Brain just implodes. Yeah. Hunter was probably like, damn it shit. Because yeah, like he knew it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was like, I freaking told y'all to not serve her. Just give me the papers. Yeah. Like oh man she doesn't have to know about this <laughs> well speaking of that it actually reminds me back when you were talking about um uh betty stopping us in the middle of a thing to go uh hold on now right. um my next thing is that's called trauma yes. <laughs> is that fun that's called trauma 47 
Right. Um, uh, yeah, now that's what I call trauma. Um, yeah, there have been plenty of times where I've been talking about things and talking about what happened, and she goes, oh, okay, but like, that's, you know, that's trauma. Like, that's traumatic. That's, you've been through trauma. And I'll be like, I guess I have. You know, like, she's <laughs> just like, say it with me. Yes, nod your head. Trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's so much mm-hmm. from like my church life and tons of other stuff. I should be like, yeah, that's called trauma. Yeah. Like, cause like, you know, the beginning, she was like, you know, we talk about major traumas. And I'm like, everything's been fine. Right. And I then she's the like, no, <laughs> you are not fine. <laughs> Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah, I literally had the same conversation with her. It was yeah. just like, no, I don't have any big like traumas. Like, I don't have PTSD from anything. And then she'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, like, I didn't like, like, so and so didn't get like struck down by lightning, you know, like, or yeah. I wasn't like abused yeah, or yeah. something. So, yeah, that's a big thing. Like, it doesn't have to be a certain like X, Y, or Z to be trauma. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of things as she has pointed out that I have like witness trauma from, uh-huh. like it didn't happen to me, but I was around yeah. and watched it happen. And like, it has it's like secondhand smoke. Yeah, basically. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, just her like making me pause and sit in that and say like, no, no, like let's, let's address that because this isn't you're you seem to be playing it off like it wasn't a big deal but it obviously was and Mm -hmm. like we need to talk about how that affects you you know or something like that and then like when you actually look at it you're like oh wow that shaped this this, in my future life and i didn't know it have you had those moments outside of therapy where like one hits you yeah oh yeah like you know you just be bopping along throughout your day and then a random memory pops to your head and you go oh and that's my abandonment that issue. that happened to me the other day <laughs> and i was like it was like that meme where you see somebody kind of, kind of like dissociated like staring into space and all these math all this math is floating yeah, around their head yeah. it was kind of like wait a minute <laughs> like <laughs> wait is that why i do this now <laughs> like, yeah you took kind of like take a step back you're like oh okay <laughs> like that person owes me money for a couple therapy sessions yeah you know what i mean i wish you could do that yeah so yeah, that yeah, that identifying those moments has been a big one for me this year. Yeah. For sure. Fun and chaotic. Yeah, it, it's 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 like having having a health issue forever and ever and the doctors can't figure out what it is, and then you finally get a diagnosis. It's like, yes, this that's sucks. Exactly it. It's like, yes, this sucks, but at least I know what I'm working with now. Oh yes. That's like, a perfect analogy. Yeah. Good one. Thanks. Oh my god. Okay. Are we professionals? I don't know. It's like I'm an English teacher. So I'm good with words. Um, Sometimes. So then my last one, and I think you have, this podcast has helped me with this, actually. Um, I don't necessarily know if this is a, some will view it as negative. Most will view it as negative. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, like, I've settled into the role of, like, being unchurched. Yeah. Um of the of the backslidden of the wayward sheep <laughs> yes yeah absolutely um i'm sitting in that chair comfortably now yeah and it feels a lot better it does than being in like limbo it's funny having 
conversations with people who did not have a did not have the same type of religious like upbringing I did or like history mm-hmm. um and then kind of go why like why yeah. would you allow yourself to do like to not to do but to like like to let that impact the way you think so much like yeah. you know there've been lots of friends that I've talked to about stuff like that and and they've kind of had that reaction of like mm-hmm. like explaining the mental gymnastics of like being in a relationship while you're in a church leadership position and mm-hmm. like what you know what will what you you know avoiding you know the whole thing with like if if it was ever found out that I was having sex while dating someone like yeah the nightmare that would have been or like all this and again when you mix that with somebody who has such deep anxiety <laughs> um like it becomes this like it feels like I'm 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 not, I, I hesitate to call it this because I don't know that it, this feels like it, this word makes it sound intentional, but it kind of was, I don't know. It feels like brainwashing in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, and it still feels that way in how I have to heal from it. Because mm-hmm. like, I still, like I'm five years out, almost six years out from the church, from working for a church mm-hmm. and considering myself really part of the church. Yeah. And I still find myself like, thinking of situations and going, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if that's okay. Or, yeah. and then going like, according to who, <laughs> you know, like who, uh, right. you know, and, and, and not in a way where I just, you know, do whatever I want, but just like in a yeah. kind of whatever kind of, but just like within reason, like how it's, it's like fine for me to make decisions. Unmoral. No, yeah. it's like just making decisions for me and like what's best for me I know and not taking so crazy. anyone's consideration. Like well, well, anyone who outside of my immediate, the immediate people it affects. You right. Know? And it's, and we started off this podcast. I don't know where this like lack of self-confidence comes from or like all this self-doubt. It's like, oh wait. Yeah. We're having that, or we're think having that moment. Right my now. lack of self-confidence was definitely there before, but I can now on the other side of it, I can see how the church can take someone with that kind of feature uh-huh. and then just mold it into what happened to me. Yeah. Um, a lot of mine was from the church. Yeah. Um, because, like I've said, like I was on the line of like getting uh, like super involved, but then also like not fully being in it at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? And so it was like, continu- it was continually how do I make everybody happy on both sides? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, on the people that, that like, the church people think are like wayward sheep and then also like maintaining like how do I make the church people happy right and all this stuff um it it like uh, up until this year it was like oh well like I'm still like oh well no like I felt like I had to still kind of like I don't know like not prove myself but like I had to identify where it was right and now I'm like completely comfortable saying like I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I'll go back or I don't think I'll ever go back to church. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do not know where I'm really sitting with it and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a big thing too is like I, Lee and I on the way back from uh, Thanksgiving had this conversation. Actually, I think it was when we were leaving Savannah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, and this goes back kind of what you're talking about reading the room. Mm-hmm. Like I'm tired like so tired now it 
33 um of like changing how i interact with people based on what i think they'll think of what i say Mm -hmm. that was confusing what i think they'll think of what i say yeah um like and i think that was a skill that i learned and kind of put into place when i worked for the church Mm -hmm. but you kind of have to be a chameleon like the goal is for people to like trust what you say and like you know yeah to buy into what you're trying to you know do Mm-hmm. And not even just from like a scripture point of view, but just like a you, you know, have people, people who, looking at you, right? And also, right? And people who, you know, you want people involved, and and you want people to feel comfortable, and you want people to 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 sign up to do cool stuff that we're trying to get going, and you know all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and they need to bind you a little bit to make that happen too, right? Not just you know the message; they have to trust you enough for you to be able to do anything really. Mm-hmm. And so I think I learned how to be a bit of a chameleon. And I remember there's even scripture where Paul says, when I'm in Rome, I am a Roman, you know, like oh, he, yeah. you know, says that. And I think, okay, well, I'm, this is good that I'm able to do this. Cause like, I'm super kind of adaptable and like, I can kind of fit in with a lot of different people mm-hmm. and, and that's a good thing. And that is a good thing, except that like, I, it's not a good thing when it's at the cost of being who I am right? or, you know, nodding along in a conversation that I do not agree with anything that is being said. Oh yes. Or, or, you know, or now the way that plays out is, is running into folks who then go like, um, were you going to church anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to church anywhere. Why not? You know, or, right. You know, I, I'd I love to, I'd love for you to come visit my yeah, church because yeah. you know what? They said everybody's invited. Oh, yeah. You could just come as you are. Oh well, yeah. That's the, that's the great one. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry you had a church experience like that. My church isn't like that. My church, you can come. And I'm as like, you want. if you had asked me two years before I got let go, I would have said the exact same thing. Right. You're two years away from everything being flipped actually, on its head, and I don't want to be a part of it. This is a tangent, but I got I got tickled to myself the other day because I'm just I am who I am and airheaded. But I don't know why I thought about this. It was just like the I was thinking about come as you are. Yeah. And how people will be like, listen. I'm not perfect. I still have my flaws. And it's like, it's like, okay, Bruce, you just like get a little extra angry at your wife. Yeah. Like it, that's what you're equating. Saying, like. You're equating <laughs> our differences in philosophy to me having a flaw. Right. Just like, or, well, no, I'm just saying like, but that's when they say things like that. Yeah. It's like, well, I know you vote Democrat, but I've got flaws too. Right, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah. like, no, if you really understood, <laughs> Bruce, how much we fundamentally disagreed, <laughs> you would not probably want me in your church. Well, yeah. Like, be re- like, being real. Yeah. Or, but just like I said, like the come as you are thing, you know, how it's just like, no, you're, no, it's not. Like, right. don't really come as you are. But I was like. I come was, as you are, but you better change quick. Yeah. That's how it always felt. But it. it and it's honestly like, but don't air out all your skills. Right. You can't really be authentic. Right. But the way people try to sell like, oh, well, my church isn't like that. You know, like, and like people will be up there and say like, you know what? I'm not perfect. And like, yeah, like, like I cuss sometimes and sometimes I blah, blah, blah. It's just like, if you're saying come as you are, like, they're not really meaning like, oh, come with your porn addiction. Like, yeah. No. Or come with your, yeah. Or your. <laughs> troubled marriage or come with your you know with your infidelity or yeah come come with anything real don't do that because that's yeah. too much emotion and we can't 
yeah, God, no. We're we don't want to deal with that. Very that, If you want to talk about that, we got to make an appointment. It's, it's just you and the pastor in like a closet. And <laughs> yes. there's like a like a pitcher of water on the table. And, and then you're all of a sudden on host team. Yes. And yeah. yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Anyways, I just got tickled to myself the other day. I was just like, how much bullshit is it when people are just like, I'm not perfect. Like we're all imperfect. But Jesus right. Christ is. And it's just like. But if we put you on stage with the announcements and then you post something rude on Facebook. <laughs> you're done. You're not doing that again. You're skip. You're suspended to Sunday. That's right. <laughs> to sit out a week from hosting. Like it just. <laughs> it just cracks me up. Um, I don't know. I, anyways. Um, settling into that. Yeah. Like I've. I don't care now if people are uncomfortable. If I say no I do not want to go to your church. I do not want to go back to church. I don't know if I'll ever want to go to church. I do not like it in a box. I do not like it with a fox. <laughs> I do not like green eggs and hemp. Um, yeah, like that's where I'm at. I'm just like, screw that. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I guess, finally gaining that confidence. Yeah. Um, but it's so refreshing for me specifically because, like, as I said before, back like when I first started youth group in like seventh grade, when they got on to my, got on to me because of my friend shorts, like that moment, I was never fully bought in. Yeah. And so this whole time since I was 13, 15 years now, I have, I am finally now comfortable in saying like, I don't think I fully believe that. Right. And I'm just going to do what I want fully. Yeah. Um, because it just like progressively got more of like, not fully an act, but kinda yeah and then like kind of it or like just going with the motions and doing all this because that was what it was expected but still having in the back of my mind like i don't know like this is bullshit like if yeah. they knew that like i supported gay marriage like they would and i like remember this. feeling that way too on staff yeah like, feeling like i there were parts of me i had to hide in order to not or in order to fit in and mm -hmm. i'm like in that conversation i was telling you like i'm just so done with that like yeah i think it, it like even more like gonna go the opposite direction yeah like i'm it's just like screw that yeah like totally. i don't care if it makes people uncomfortable yeah. like it is what it is i do not care if you go to church i do not want to go mm -hmm. like i'm not like you could go all you want i went i was in that role like yeah. i don't care you probably like you probably like it's a great place to like meet friends and ha i think like have lifelong yeah friends. and if you're interested in the teachings and then yeah go then but like go ahead but like don't ever feel pressured or yeah. feel like you owe it to someone to do something like that yeah and so it's just now i'm finally settled into like no thank you <laughs> yeah so yeah that's kind of like sums it up for me overall yeah oh well that was a lot that was a lot but it felt good yeah it, did. it was a good way to end the year with our therapy wrapped yeah what would you say was your most um frequently used word in therapy this year Ooh, mine was um, definitely boundaries <laughs> mine i don't know i think um confidence is a big one mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> trauma maybe not the word exactly but the theme yeah throughout yeah yeah your genre that was your genre. Yeah, my genre. <laughs> yeah. I'm just really going off my analogy. Sad boy. That's my genre. <laughs> Perfect for My Chemical Imbalance. Yes. 
Next year we'll be releasing. I'm starting us a shared Spotify playlist where we can add emo songs. We're going to play once we start our cover band. (laughs) Cover band. My chemical amounts. That's really freaking funny. It is funny. We should rename the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) You heard it here first. Look for that in 2023, everybody. We'd hate to lose all that name recognition (laughs) with the current name of the podcast, but we just feel strongly about this. So thank you, everybody, as you walk through with us in this time. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining us. Um, as always, you can reach out to us at uh, on Instagram. Kate runs our Instagram handle as at Slightly Unstable Pod. If you have questions, uh, concerns, complaints, uh, gripes, please send them to slightlyunstablepod at gmail.com. Or if you want to come on, let's, let's, like, let's have a stranger on. <laughs> Let's just be a little chaotic. (laughs) (laughs) If you just want to come on and tell us how much you disagree, just come on. Yeah, come on. Do it. it. I'll debate you until I'm blue in the face. Um, Your worst episode ever. (laughs) (laughs) No, it would definitely get the most views. Yeah, probably. People love drama. Um, Yeah, and happy holidays to whatever you celebrate. Absolutely. Whatever you don't celebrate. And uh, we'll see you in the new year. Yeah. Should be. (laughs) Yeah. Unless something changes. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, by the time this comes out, yeah, that'll still probably be our last one of the year. So yeah. thank you guys so much for Unless joining us in the uh, Oh, yeah, that's true. Then my ass is in our, uh Oh, I was here thinking, yeah, then we'd have so much free time to podcast. No. And then, no, you're saying you'd quit. No, I'd be on a remote island. Thank you very We can much. do it remote. We can have you coming uh, in through Zoom. No, thank you. Or Skype. <laughs> Fine. All right. Well, anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, We hope to see you in the new year. um, And uh, happy holidays to you and yours. Bye. Bye.